Hello and welcome to Jump Cuts, a podcast about movies. My name is Charlie and I am joined by my co-host Park. Yes, Chef. And Will. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week we watched The Menu, a movie about looking at food weird. So, uh, The Menu. Ah, damn it. Will and I came up with an intro and we didn't tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh. What what was it? Tell me now. Or just one of you do it. <laughs> I forget what we did too. Anyway, yours is probably better. I don't. <laughs> do you remember, Pike? We said uh, a film about what it's like to die or the dining experience at Gordon Ramsay's home. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Gordon but, Ramsay's uh, probably a little more dangerous and unhinged than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Could go either way. Yeah, he, he like knows how to like fight, right? He's like trained in karate or something silly oh i have no idea yeah no he like i I would believe he's like a black belt in something interesting i guess you have to if you're gonna be that mean to people (laughs) 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 if you're gonna make a living being an asshole you have to know how to fight i guess apparently all like big time executive chefs are like kind of psychopaths which is kind of one of the things this movie it's, is about. Yeah, that's sort so of I what guess. it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That being said, uh, so The Menu 2022 film came out end of last year, in like December, uh, directed by Mark Mylod and starring uh, Nicholas Holt, who you may know from The Great, among other things. He's been in a lot of stuff recently. He's kind of coming up. And then also Anya Taylor-Joy, who is in everything right now. Uh, that lady be making movies. Anyways, uh, these two, they play a couple is going to a restaurant uh, off the somewhere in, I think it's supposed to be like Pacific Northwest, although it really looks like East Coast Barrier Islands, not important. Uh, (laughs) And there's a restaurant on this island where they have 12 seats a night and they charge uh, $1,250 a person and they have a date to this fancy restaurant on this fancy private island run by this fancy chef. Um, that's seemingly... That's, sorry, go ahead. That's really cheap for this kind of dining experience, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I was struck by it being, like, not that... Like, I mean, that's an absurd price to pay for, like, per head, right? But yeah, for how crazy the experience is. <laughs> I mean, there were some restaurants I looked at in L.A. that were close to $800 a person, like, without drinks, yeah. $1,200 to go to a private island for a restaurant? I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat if I knew I wasn't going to die at the end of it. Yeah, I think there are surely restaurants in the world where you could pay like that or close to that per head uh, for, you know, like a six hour, 17 course tasting menu or whatever. Where you but, get to lick foops, soup foam out of a plaster mold of the chef's mouth. Yeah, you know, all those fun <laughs> things that people love yeah. to do. What an article that was. <laughs> uh, we, don't have, we don't have time. We gotta... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, for a private island uh, restaurant like this, they probably, they probably could charge more in real life. But it doesn't matter. The amount of money is not important. It's a lot. They go, you get on a boat, you go to the island, the boat fucking leaves you on the island, and you stay there to eat. And, you know... That's a little creepy. So the movie is kind of a... So it has been like labeled and discussed as a horror movie. I kind of think that it's barely a horror movie. I think that 
it's a dark like, comedy thriller and yeah. dark comedy yeah are better descriptions because it's I, there are suspenseful parts but none of it feels explicitly like horror to me it more just feels like thriller drama and that fits with the dark comedy parts yeah there's i think that... the movie ultimately is much more about the comedy than any <laughs> maybe horror. it's a horror movie if you find yourself like going to these types of restaurants a lot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but literally like not a single character in this entire movie is like relatable on any level except for maybe like margo yeah yeah. like it's not a lot i feel like a lot of effective like horror it's like you can uh it needs to either be you know just normal scary or like maybe you could at least picture yourself in the Uh situation this is it's too silly this is uh, is not one of them yeah uh so anyways they you know get on the boat and go to the island there's a few other people there's a, a guy playing uh who is supposed to be like a movie star he's never actually named he's just he's supposed to be a famous actor it's him and like his agent there's a group of uh finance bros there's a married couple and that's it that's everybody that's going to be there's the critics at the restaurant oh yeah and the critics, the critics. i'm sorry uh yes, we have oh and a, his uh, critic and the old lady <laughs> yes chef's mother also, the chef's mom, uh, who does not speak the entire movie and Except just sits there in her wheelchair pounding wine. She says one thing. I forget what it is, but it doesn't matter. It tries to be clever with it. it, it it's nothing. <laughs> I forgot she spoke. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so... If it's not already apparent uh, what the movie is doing is sort of a... Uh, you know class thing here it's about money and a capitalism or whatever so (laughs) we the okay first off the way that this restaurant runs is insane and i love the visual of how they do this stuff so you have the like really like creepy mater d lady her name's elsa uh just just like very weirdly specific about everything she says and very straight faced and but like in kind of a mean way good stuff she's great very funny (laughs) she's excellent and then you can see the kitchen staff in this restaurant the kitchen is just open and you can see all of the the line cooks there's like way too many there's an unreasonable number of cooks in this kitchen uh but they are just in sync with everything (laughs) every time somebody Yep. Yeah, they turn and salute like the fucking Marines when they are called upon, and it is hilarious. <laughs> it's very insane. Uh, and then this eventually introduces us to our chef, uh, Chef Slowick, played by Ralph. Is it Fiends or Fines? Fines? Fines, uh, I believe. I, I believe okay. it's Fines. We're going to go with Fines. Anyways. Uh, Chef Sloic, who is a very uh, weird, kind of soft-spoken, eclectic MFR, uh, who summons everybody's attention by stepping out of the kitchen and then clapping, and then this is when all of the chefs, like, turn on a heel and stomp their boot, and all of the people in the restaurant <laughs> turn. Yeah. And this is kind of the tone setter of the movie, of, like, this guy is going to say some weird shit, and we're going to listen to him. He's running things. And- yeah, it will slowly go off the rails. 
And then this, of course, eventually devolves into uh, almost everyone getting killed. So, <laughs> the menu. I When it came out, what I saw and what I think generally the reception has been is like kind of all over the place where it's like generally positive, but like some people really liked it and some people, I don't know, thought it was like too stupid or not effective or like not a good horror movie. I saw as much hate as I did praise for this movie at least on my corner of Twitter. I think that also comes down to kind of like we were talking about earlier with like there's a little confusion of like what the genre is. Like if you're going into this expecting a horror film, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I I have a feeling that has something to do with the mixed reviews. Cause I think if you know, this is a dark comedy and go into it with that mindset, then you're probably going to enjoy it. Uh, I mean, it's Uh what I was telling Will beforehand, actually I changed what the third movie is. This movie feels like a mesh between saw midsummer and Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Basically. Uh, yeah. And so, like, if, if you understand that, then you're going to have a good time. But if you're going into it wanting, like, modern horror, you know, or psychological horror thing, you're, you're not going to get that. Yeah, I I, I kind of lucked out, I think, before I watched this, is that I, I listened to an episode of Generation Loss, another movie podcast, that uh, had, like, the hosts were talking about this movie, uh, and they kind of primed me to, like, expect what the movie actually was as opposed to what I thought it would be, because I originally, when I first heard about it and I, like, saw people talking about it, I... Uh, kept hearing that like oh like they tried to do just like a uh a critique of like uh like capitalism and like class structure and you know like uh, anti-rich people movie and in the episode that i listened to they're basically like it almost completely fails at that and it's borderline not even really about that it's more about how like uh the, the whole concept of uh like super fancy restaurants and like celebrity chefs is messed up and like a really like toxic environment uh and that i think is like both more what the movie is about and also what the movie does a better job of like uh, i guess like speaking on at all (laughs) like it's more successful in critiquing that than it is anything to do with like uh like rich people bad stuff (laughs) like it uh and knowing that going into the movie made it a lot better for me, even though I think it tried some other stuff to do with like rich people and class and stuff and just sort of failed. But I was able to like be ready for that. Yeah, I there is like I think there is class critique stuff. It's trying to do mostly about uh, the way that capitalism like sucks the joy out of your art right um in regards to the celebrity chef but it's kind of very specific to that niche yeah (laughs) and some of the other stuff that it's doing with that uh, didn't necessarily work or like make total sense to me like the whole thing where he's trying to get uh margo anya taylor joy's character to like pick a side as he keeps saying I don't really get 
what yeah, the point it, of that was because he's going to kill her anyway. I mean, I yeah, think it's one of those, like, do you want to be with, like, the working side or the thieving rich side is what they were trying to go for. Yeah, that's yeah what, but, like, it's not really a choice if she's just going to die either way. Yeah, that's the... Which yeah. she says as That's much. the thing. That, that's, that's something that I think made a lot of people, like, angry at the movie. And I, I agree with, like, <laughs> the people who are angry, at least for, like, this part where it's, like... It, if you go into it thinking it's going to be like the workers versus the uh like the, the patrons people, the right like, yeah all the rich people and like then you're probably going to be disappointed because it does not portray the workers as human beings it portrays them as just psychos like they're they're all each <laughs> like an individual like jigsaw right yeah like yeah. they're all completely insane yeah. uh to the yeah, point where every like, sous chef that has lines is nuts. Yeah, like it. The movie spends a lot of time around like the rich people and shows you how like, uh, like annoying and shitty they are. Right? It's like okay, I get it. I've seen a lot of movies like this. Great, I agree with all that stuff. Fun times. And then any time someone who works at the restaurant shows up, it's just like they're like foaming at the mouth, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, so like yeah. like. Any sort of like class critique sort of falls apart when it's like, well, all the people like if you're going into the movie thinking it was going to portray the uh, like the chefs and like uh, all the workers there as like the good guys or like morally right or anything like that. That's out the window. That's not a part of yeah. this movie. <laughs> but also, if I don't know if this goes back to like our discussions we were having with uh, the unbearable way to massive talent where like is this movie or were like the director self-aware of that and I have no idea. It was I think probably not. absurd because it, it is a I mean like I said like I, I think that your director's intended it to be a black comedy or a dark comedy and yeah for sure. I agree so, with that. I think they nailed the genre they're going for, but I don't I do think they were at times trying to do the old class critique type stuff and just just fell flat. It, it just, they yeah. just didn't do it right. <laughs> they they did bad on that part. Yeah, which if the class critique thing also is kind of weird because you only really had like, I don't know, a handful of people of like the actual patrons who they really harped on like how bad they are because there was the scene where they give them the the crepes, the tortilla. Th what, what were they again? Yeah, they're like, tortillas. Uh, the, like, oh, yeah, the tortillas, tortillas that had and it's like, like their their crimes on. Them. Yeah, you had the like the the. Uh, financial bros and it's like all their fraudulent transactions and stuff but then you have um what's margo's i guess not boyfriend but uh the uh, margo's uh, customer tyler. Tyler. customer yeah, what, yeah. tyler it's like it's just an image of him taking a picture of the food which like i get that high-end chefs hate in a lot of restaurants but also mm -hmm, like yeah. how is this is this worthy of dying for yeah, yeah. although that uh, was that was part of them like torturing him because of yeah. who they like reveal him to be at the end, right? Yeah. But uh -huh. like and it was and yeah, the other guy like like cheating on his wife, it's like that that's that's shitty. That's a really bad thing to do, but that really doesn't have much to do with like <laughs> if you're rich or Class not. People, yeah, people yeah. do that at all income brackets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the sort of like defining one of those is the the movie star, because his is just a poster for a shitty movie he made. And yeah. when he like gets his oh, confrontation yeah. with the chef, he's just like, I thought that movie sucked, man. <laughs> 
yeah like that's it's like i the, the thing they're doing here is like much more about the comedy of it than any sort of uh you know critique of bad things these people have done it's exactly. not so much a judgment on them as it is a joke and what? honestly that's fine because it was funny yeah that's when also, the chef's reasoning for killing all of them also because they each contributed in some way to like his loss of love for cooking yeah and Which, like, like the only one i could no see matter how is, arbitrary the way is right yeah like the yeah. only one i can really see like affecting that in any way would either be one the food critic or two tyler who's like pretends to be this know-it-all food guy but really he's you know a fucking fraud but yeah well, he... I, I think the married couple one makes sense too where it's like they they don't they don't, they don't actually it. like value or appreciate it at all yeah uh they just have money and are spending it on something expensive because it's something to do yeah uh but like you know i don't know yeah it when he <laughs> confronts like the actor about the uh like about like just like a bad movie he saw once I, that's when like i realized like oh this isn't trying or at least it isn't successfully saying anything about class differences or like rich people really it's or at least the, that's not the the chef's goal the yeah. chef's goal is that he's a crazy guy yeah. <laughs> and he's going to kill all these people. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that is the movie we're watching. And I think the earlier you accept that in this movie, the more fun you're going to have. <laughs> For sure. Right? The, the, the last okay thing I, <laughs> the last thing I'll say on the subject is that, like, I think, I think the only thing it's actually really trying to do here that is successful at all. is just that the whole, like, well, I don't know that, you know, capitalism and the investor guy that they uh, drown in the ocean halfway through the movie has sort of like caused this whole little ecosystem here to collapse in on itself into violent insanity and like you know uh, fair enough it's not really about the difference between the the customers and the chefs it's just about like what yeah. happens to a restaurant and like maybe there's <laughs> and, something like, one guy <laughs> yeah, and, like maybe there's something there with how like tyler like knowingly brings in Margot, knowing that like she's going to like he's willing to like sacrifice her for <laughs> like yeah. uh-huh. this experience right like that's how little like he thinks of her but his is he even like he's not even necessarily like a rich guy in movie right like he ends up just being like a super fan that was like yeah. manipulated over yeah. the course of like eight months <laughs> to be a part mm-hmm. of this so that he's more just a weirdo yeah like every angle <laughs> where i every time i start trying to look at the movie through like the like uh critique of capitalism lens things start like falling apart like very quickly like yeah. i talk myself out of it every time <laughs> If they wanted it to be that, then they needed to give all of the customers very different jobs because none of them are wealthy. They're just like people with high paying jobs that they that they work. Yeah. <laughs> none of them are like actual like, you know, it's not like they brought billionaires to the island or stock something. profiles. Yeah. Yeah. They have like, guys with high paying finance jobs and like an actor, but like they all have jobs. <laughs> Yeah, and like it's just like a washed up actor. Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, none like of weird. them have the like capital resources to, uh, you know, 
do this which i think like the movie is aware of because the investor guy is a character that we again only see when he is uh, drowned in the ocean wearing angle wings for comedic effect yeah i just said angle wings. i was about to say did you just (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh but enough about that i suppose um yeah i guess we didn't i didn't mention at the start but we do find out partway through the movie that uh, Margot is is not Tyler's date. She is a uh, sex worker that he has hired. Well, I mean, I guess that still makes her his date, but... Uh, not his, not his like, active girlfriend. Yeah, yeah date for hire. <laughs> uh-huh. They're not dating. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that gets sort of, like, hinted at early on when you find out that, like, his reservation was under... Uh, you have to like give a name because it's the kind of restaurant where they have like name cards for everybody. So the name he gave was somebody else who we find out was his girlfriend that broke up with him. Uh, so he again, hired a sex worker knowing that she was going to get murdered with him and brought her to this island. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a fun reveal in a, uh, I, that part isn't, you know, that's one of the more effective, like, thrillery parts. You're like, oh, this guy is also a psycho. Yeah, yeah. when when you connect all the all the dots with Tyler, it, it's really satisfying. And then, like, right around, right at the time when you realize how, because he's already a piece of shit for the whole movie, but he really, mm-hmm. really, <laughs> you find out, like, oh, he's willing to like, like, kill this woman so he can eat at a fucking restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like knowing that he'll die too, like he's a fanatic right Uh, but then like him immediately getting like embarrassed in front of everyone uh is more satisfying even though then it like ends really dark so it makes you feel weird (laughs) yeah it is kind of strange to me that like the uh, what happens to tyler feels like almost mean-spirited and, like, I guess he deserves it because he's a psycho that was willing to, again, kill this woman so he could also get killed eating at a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, with the, you know, when Chef Slowick, like, does his big reveal where he's like, you and I have been email corresponding for months, Tyler, or whatever it's, you know. Yep. Ba- yeah, basically says, like, you're a super fan. This guy has been talking to me. He knew this was going to happen to all of you. And now I, you get to cook in my kitchen because you must be good at cooking because you know so much about food. Uh, and then he makes a disaster shit, uh, disaster dish. I'm really, I'm twisting. Are you okay, Charlie? I think they literally called it Tyler's. So. <laughs> it was just, they did like the whole, I love the cutaway of like Tyler's oh, bullshit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that and was the, great. The little name card on the screen. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, I, I enjoyed all the like, uh, the course card things they did but anyways he makes tyler's bullshit and then the chef whispers something in his ear that we never like get explained and then he walks into the office and fucking hangs himself i'm like okay (laughs) there are some problems with uh you know foodie culture and being a a fan of a celebrity chef but that seems excessive seems extreme (laughs) and again in this situation he was going to you know get i get this lady killed uh but it's like damn yeah it's well it's weird because like tyler is like not a person who exists right like i think that's Uh the 
one of the biggest like problems with this movie, I feel like, is like Chef Slowick and Tyler and all of the other chefs are like there's just like this type of person is like a fantasy like they're all little jigsaws right (laughs) like Uh there there are plenty of like super fans for stuff or people who are like really obsessive you know but like i i think the number of people who are like big like beyonce fans who if beyonce was like i'm gonna kill you (laughs) for my art (laughs) and like i don't think very many of them would be like yeah do it you know like that's that's a step beyond (laughs) i don't i mean maybe okay but like you'd really have to put the feelers out there to find that person (laughs) have you seen taylor swift fans on twitter dude i don't know i think they they would kill others for taylor swift but i don't know (laughs) if they would kill themselves (laughs) because they're cowards Isn't uh? Never mind. It left me. I had it. It's okay. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone like my sake. My juice box of sake is empty, and I am sad. Rim. I do. I feel like we're like almost exclusively talking about problems with the movie right now. And to be clear, I liked it and thought it was a pretty good movie in like a a fun popcorny way. I just kind of think that these like problems are the most interesting thing about it because it kind of it just has so many of them, which is because I still I enjoyed it, too. (laughs) But it has a lot of problems. (laughs) It wasn't that successful in like a lot of scenes, but then other scenes are like great. So it's it's a mixed bag that you kind of have to be in like the right headspace, I think, to have fun. The, The overall vibes of the film are good. Yeah, I think so. And like uh, Yeah, like I I think it's a fun watch and like I would recommend most people watch it. I just I kind of don't think it holds up to the scrutiny that it almost like invited on itself. Yeah. Yeah. Although it does. did it I, I don't maybe like people projected this onto it that like it was gonna be this I don't know. I think people class really dissection, thought, but Yeah, I really think people thought it was gonna be like something very highbrow. Yeah, yeah, it uh, does give off that vibe, but, but it's not. <laughs> it's not, and that's fine. Uh-huh. It doesn't need to be highbrow. Also, I yeah. wonder if people have trouble like relating to this situation because, like, because like no one, no one really like follows. Like the average person doesn't really follow like celebrity chefs with like this sort of restaurant, right? I mean, there's like mm-hmm. there's like TV chefs, but yeah. like I can't name a single chef of like a restaurant like this right yeah that wouldn't that doesn't also have like a a tv thing (laughs) see see, i can but it's only because i've been watching top chef which then that makes them a tv chef in some ways right but like when they do the like that like top chef masters charity thing that they used to do a while back uh where they had uh, some people that have run these kinds of restaurants, like the uh, the example that comes to mind is uh, Hubert Keller, who's a French guy that moved to the States in like the 80s that has like one of the actually, I think it, he retired and just closed the restaurant a few years ago. But for like 25 or 30 years, he had one of the fanciest and most expensive restaurants in uh, 
the country. It was in like San. I think it was in San Francisco or L.A. Las Vegas uh, and San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. He had more Fleur than de, one, but the it main was just called one. Fleur de Lee. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Fleur de Lee. Uh, anyways, was, but yeah, like was doing this kind of stuff. He's more more classical uh, than some of the, like the crazy stuff with like the scallop on the rock in this one, but or the uh, like little like a melon ball amuse-bouche thing but like there are people that do shit like that uh oh, no, definitely. you guys there remember are... f- y'all remember flip burger i don't think it exists anymore wasn't yeah. that, or is there like, still one uh, wasn't that a catherine thing it was, uh, yeah. they may have been like part of the investment group but the chef behind it was a guy named richard blaze who uh eventually went on to win top chef at some point now he has much fancier restaurants than flip burger uh <laughs> But he does that the the molecular gastronomy stuff they call it where you're you know yeah making crazy shit. But anyways, I would love like either I'd love to talk about like fancy restaurant experiences at some point in this episode, either now or at the end. We can talk about it now. Yeah, what I'm actually really curious because like I have an experience like this, but what is like the worst experience you've had at the highest end restaurant? That's a good question. Ooh. Honestly, I I've so most like like really nice places I've been have been like <laughs> with my parents. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't uh like just for me, I don't go to like super pricey places that much because I cannot afford them. But even then like most really nice places that I've been to I can't I can't name any like negative experiences, right? And like you know, and, and like none of them have been like anywhere close to like this level, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just more like, oh, my parents want to go to like a steakhouse <laughs> type thing. Uh and that's always like fine. It's pretty hard to mess that up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> Oh yeah, go on ahead, Charlie. I no, you go ahead because I okay. I'm not sure I've had a bad experience at a restaurant with more than one Google dollar sign. So <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm racking my brain though. So I have two, both of which occurred at the only two Michelin star restaurants I've ever set foot in, which is very funny. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> so the first one, which wasn't necessarily like a bad experience with the food, or like the restaurant, I, it, it wasn't with the food. I would say. But when I first went to Paris with my family, my family wanted to do a really nice dinner out at Benoit's, which is an iconic Paris restaurant. And we had set our reservation. We were so excited. We got there. And the downstairs is this gorgeous open area that's brightly lit. Like, it's not like too bright, but it's well lit. Windows that look out over the streets of Paris. And they bring us in and they bring us upstairs into like this kind of quieter, darker space with a few smaller tables. And we're like, okay, this is fine. And we sit down. And the longer we sit there, we come to realize that nobody on the second floor of this restaurant is speaking French. They put all the tourists <laughs> upstairs <laughs> in the worst part of the restaurant. Beautiful. <laughs> Hilarious. The food was great, but like there was like two windows upstairs. It wasn't like that pretty <laughs> compared to the downstairs. 
Oh, man. That's hilarious. Uh, which is a very Parisian French thing to do. For sure, yeah. Uh, but the other one actually happened almost... Actually, no. Exactly three years ago. Because Chelsea is currently at the same conference I went to with her in L.A. in February of 2020, right before the world shut down. Uh I, we were in L.A. There's no Michelin star restaurants really on the East Coast, except for maybe New York. But there's, there's a couple in LA. New York, yeah. So we, I, we were determined to go out to one. And I did my research, and I was trying to find one that I wasn't going to have to take out a fucking loan for. Uh, because as I was talking about with restaurant pricing at the beginning, one of the restaurants I was researching was a sushi place that cost about $800 per person before drinks. Um and I dropped that. Found an Italian place, though. Stellar reviews. One Michelin star. Had held it for years. And I ordered this dish of, like, wild mushrooms to have as an appetizer. And they came to the table, and they were stunningly beautiful. But they tasted like dirt. And I'm a man <laughs> who, you know, consumes mushrooms and these tasted like worse than psilocybin mushrooms, which are literally grown in shit. <laughs> I've eaten and a lot of dirt in my days. <laughs> this was some of the worst. The thing that makes me so mad is that this order of mushrooms was 35 fucking dollars. Oh my God. <laughs> for an appetizer order of mushrooms that tasted like shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's <It's okay>. awful. <laughs> but those are my two ex bad experiences at high-end restaurants, both of which at Michelin star restaurants. Uh, the only ones I can think of are just like a catering situations at like places that would normally have like pretty nice food, but it's just like, you know, cold and mediocre because it's uh, it's being mass produced like the the one thing that comes to mind is this is some private school shit but <laughs> uh one of the the pdcs to our, our high school had you know they're like sadie hawkins dance thing three the, debutantes the, cotillion yeah because it's the south uh but yeah so like you know the is girls that what it's the guys for? or whatever Christ. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, not Piedmont Driving Club, the other PDC, uh, but that is where two of them were held. Yep. I think the one I'm thinking of was there. Uh, but, you know, it was, you know, you got, like, the chicken or the fish or whatever. And it was just not <laughs> good. The fish. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they're, I got feeding, the they're feeding children. So yeah. <laughs> like, they're feeding a bunch of either. teenagers. Yeah. Like I had a, in a, like a place that does not, well, I mean, I guess they do like weddings and stuff sometimes, but like, come on they're you know, this, this is a bit of a punt, so it's fine. <laughs> but all I remember is like, it was not very good. I did not eat much of it. I was very thrilled to go to steak and shake afterwards and get a Frisco <laughs> bell. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Anywho, you know who I have had bad like experiences this. at is Steak and Shake. That place <laughs> fell off. Either it fell off or I I became older than twelve. I don't I don't know which. The but. one by the one by Love it finally closed. It closed. Yeah, yeah it's gone. Oh, that makes sense. It kept making icon. bad food every time yeah. I went. I was it was like a little worse than the time before. <laughs> I don't know if there are any Steak and Shakes left in like. 
Atlanta proper. Uh, there's still one at Toco Hills. Okay. Oh, that shopping so. center fucking sucks. Is that? I'm thinking, I mean, it's. I, I, I'm not. I guess the not the area of Toco Hills. I'm thinking of just the shopping center. <laughs> it gets like crowded, but I don't know. There's a bunch of like good stuff in there now. It's weird. I mean, that's where Iron Age is, so that's pretty good. There's a public of that Kroger shopping center. You can cut all this. I no, there see. is a Kroger at Toco Hills. What are, so. Why are we talking about shopping centers? <laughs> we have to okay, there, get me out of here. <laughs> there are two steak and shakes left inside the perimeter. Where's the one of them? Is Toco Hills. One of them is in downtown. Those are the only two left inside the perimeter. Where downtown? It is on the corner of Cortland and Freedom Park. What now? It's downtown where the Sheraton is. That's all I can tell you. It's got to be like in a food court or something, right? There's no way there's a freestanding steak and no, shake. No, I mean, right it's there. like, yeah, no, it's not a freestanding steak and shake. Yeah. Aren't it's in one of the, the high rises. Yeah. Okay, anyways, that's been our discussion of freestanding sta- uh, steak and shakes. <laughs> I liked it when they had the course where the guy killed himself. I didn't oh, like yeah. that he killed himself, but I thought it was a striking scene. Yeah, it was. <laughs> a that pretty... is when the movie really kicked off for me. When yeah. like, because because the the presentation of it was completely insane. Right, yep. it was like. Mm-hmm. Like very emotionally intense, uh, pretty trashy in terms of like the way it was handled, honestly. <laughs> but it, uh, it, it, it was like the gut punch moment that I think the movie sort of needed. Uh, it definitely like grabbed my attention, and I think like it made that like whole section of the movie like a lot more exciting because that's when it becomes like like a saw trap, right? Yeah, and on top of it, some of the uh like characters like either convince themselves or are just like they just think normally that this is like part of the show still like the critics think that this is all like well, like Dun- still not real kind of or like maybe they just don't want to <laughs> accept Dun- that the they sh- just saw a man die but it's like this really interesting interaction of like people's expectations being totally broken by like a horrible violence happening in front of them. And then like, then being just telling them to like, calm down and take your seat, like worked, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would have done the same thing. Doesn't the chef say at some point, like essentially like this is just, it's just a bit, it's just a bit like it's part of the show. Yeah. (laughs) It's all part of the menu is what he, what he says about everything. He said the thing right there. That's right. Yes. Which is the, uh, yeah, I guess that's like the overarching, thing with the title of the movie is like everything that happens tonight is part of the menu like it won't work if everything isn't right in its place and that's why he's so flustered by uh margo's presence oh which is also this is now a click with me that so all of the like little title cards for each dish like at the very end with the s'mores it it has like the staff listed as an ingredient yeah yes ah yeah yeah, it's clicking with me now. <laughs> yeah, it's all the entire night is like an artistic statement from Slowick. Mm hmm. Because he's a self absorbed asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
he is a psycho. <laughs> yeah, but there's like a whole scene. We should, we need we have to put a content warning in the notes. I'm sorry, <laughs> but okay. Uh, that, but I mean, I think it makes sense for this movie because there's a. It's essentially a mass suicide event. Is like the plot of the mm-hmm. <laughs> of the movie. But they have like they like have Slowick like roasting like this like like sous chef in front of everyone and then he really kills himself with a gun in front of the entire crowd and it's it's nuts i i, I haven't really seen anything quite like that it's, it, other than maybe like like that scene in boogie nights which is equally like holy shit that's such but, a good movie that's a good movie better movie than this by like a lot shouldn't have brought it up <laughs> It is. It's a great way to do the like sudden escalation of stakes thing, though. Like that's always. Yeah. And then they cut fun. a guy's finger off, and then yeah. and then when they do that, the uh, uh, the critics still think it's fake, which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> oh, he's a plant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um. Ah, oh, fuck! What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I, the other thing that uh, somebody's honking their horn outside of our window. The other thing that this accomplished is like I don't know. It's the sudden escalation of stakes, but it tells you like what the stakes are and like what kind of movie this is going to be. Because the other thing that a lot of people thought they were getting into, and we didn't talk about this earlier, but a lot of people suspected from the trailers that the whole horror part of the movie was that the food was people yeah i was uh, i was expecting the food to be people at some point yeah and there's even kind of like i feel like they take you to the like the uh the meat hanging locker shack thing on purpose where it's like none of it is really like a distinct recognizable cut and there's a lot of like sausage links and stuff hanging uh, See, I, this, I just don't know what cuts of meat people. look like because I don't butcher my own meat. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's no like whole sides of beef in there or anything. So you're like, well, that could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, I do feel like they at least kind of set you up to think that like that might be what's happening. I think that I'm I'm thawing some chicken in the fridge. And I'm just, I look at it and I'm like, this could be anything. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> look like a chicken at all. <laughs> uh, the point I reached where I thought that could kind of be a thing was when he starts talking about his father and then they serve like the chicken thigh with the scissors in it. Yeah. And, like, oh, I kept yeah. thinking we're going to get like kind of closer and closer to to that, but we, we never did. We never did cross yeah. that line. I did think it was it was an interesting touch when the, the critics were like, oh, like he's done this before. Like this is like his like the dish that put him on the map. So like the story of this like domestic violence incident when he was young, uh, like is like a thing he does (laughs) routinely. (laughs) Right. See, Uh, I thought what they were saying there was that the, it's just the chicken. Just the taco recipe. Recipe. And then he added then the story. Yeah. I thought that the, the scissors was like added for, Oh, okay, I thought they this were doing time. like a like he's always sort of been like this. I I, I thought it fit it fit the character when I assumed that like you he might had be always right. been I, I doing this like super like dramatic like 
I'm going to like talk about this like incredible trauma I uh, experienced and then like turn it into a meal and then serve you look at my art please fund my restaurant (laughs) (laughs) yeah I you could be right I may have understood that wrong but I don't know it was it was unclear because I I had to rewind to even like to like try to like catch it and it was they still they weren't clear what parts of it he'd done before and what parts of it were new Mm -hmm. I do think I feel like this movie could have gone in like two directions like this movie is sort of caught between the like super serious like dramatic thriller that people I think a lot of people expected it to be uh and like the other side is the like what if fancy restaurant was saw trap thing uh (laughs) and I think it it would have benefited if it just committed more to uh the what if restaurant was saw trap idea right because like yeah. there are those shocking moments that like we described that sort of kick off like the the violence when they like drown the guy but mm-hmm. it kind of calms down after that at least at least a little bit i mean maybe the movie itself doesn't calm down but uh we have less like uh ingenious ways of murdering our guests and more just like them trying to escape and failing and then they all like burn to death at the end right yeah mm-hmm. um, and there's like a whole thing where like margo manages to get out right but like it uh i don't know part of me like the most exciting parts of the movie were the like <laughs> chef slowick he gives some insane speech and then uh someone fucking dies <laughs> right? yeah <laughs> like that was the most i mean like and this is like me asking for the movie to like <laughs> just debase itself with violence right just like <laughs> really get like uh but like it already sort of has in I, my yeah. you know like i think the like like the suicide scene and like when like the whole thing with tyler is already like it's very trashy like it, it's on the level of like it's like a slasher movie right which mm-hmm. is like fine i like that kind of movie just like accept that you're that you know yeah i do like i don't know there's i don't know (laughs) it's i I think you're right that if it if it had done just like a little more of that stuff it would have been fun even with like the sous chefs like the ones that got to talk which i mean is the guy that shoots himself and then the uh the like one woman in the kitchen Elsa who yeah. or yeah she, yeah Elsa and the woman oh, yeah. whose idea it was that they all died <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> like that was kind of like funny and fun her part I mean the part where she's like uh the chef sexually harassed me like that's not fun but then when she's like so we're gonna give all the men a chance to run and then the other chefs will chase you through the woods while I sit around and smoke and talk with the women at the table about how it was my idea to kill all of them. Like that part of it was kind of fun. I just, I don't know if it had been all stuff like that. It, it, it is like the, the stuff with like Tyler and any attempts at like class critique or like real, uh, psychological evaluation of the restaurant industry feels too serious for the rest of it. Yeah, and, and like you when, can do like a kind of silly, uh, 
a dark comedy like this that has effective things to say, but like I don't think when they did that, it worked. So it should have just been more silly. <laughs> yeah, and like, okay, what did I feel like this is probably like a contentious scene for a lot of people. Uh, when Margot asked Slowick to uh, make her a cheeseburger, which saved her life. <laughs> how do you feel about that scene? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about the whole ending with her, to be honest. Because, uh, like, if you're doing a thing where it's like, oh, he rediscovered his love for cooking and decided to let her live okay why did why did he still kill everybody else right <laughs> and if yeah. it's just yeah. that like it's all gone too far then like i that's not super satisfying um so I mean, it felt to me more just like she like uh, you know the saw game we've been discussing she she beat the game yeah, she, she found played along the, uh, she played along with this bullshit and it let she was able to survive through that yeah yeah she found the safe word which was uh send my food back which was cheeseburger <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean it's pretty not nearly as satisfying as if she had just like i don't know killed him with an axe or something right yeah. <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> which is more the direction I, th- I think the movie should have gone in uh and like yeah the cheeseburger thing i think is very stupid but pretty funny <laughs> yeah so like i still sort of enjoyed it because i was just like him like smiling to himself making this cheeseburger <laughs> and then <laughs> making her a, a a to-go box and then she leaves and then he just proceeds to burn everyone else alive <laughs> then we proceed yeah. to get to the midsummer scene of everybody yeah. being burned yeah I yeah I think like like the rest of the movie it like half works and half doesn't where even her speech when she's like I I taste no love in your food I'm like okay like come on now this this movie's not that serious but when you know she's just talking about like I am still hungry yeah. <laughs> I want a cheeseburger <laughs> like that's funny <laughs> that is so. fun. and also like I don't know I saw the like I had I taste no love in your food thing was her like she doesn't believe in that like who cares like she's just trying yeah. to live she's trying so to just like what do i say to like get out of here <laughs> yeah i mean it's not like it could be any worse if you insult his food you're gonna fucking die anyway <laughs> yeah right mm-hmm. she, t- she it was a hail mary and it paid off <laughs> yeah i do like how the final scene is just her or like the last shot is just she takes a bite out of the cheeseburger and then yeah, <laughs> he's over sitting on the boat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it fades to credits but before that it's just like text comes up and it's like the cheeseburger was people <laughs> in, in the movie <laughs> just to make it even more confusing <laughs> of like a message i don't know the only the only message i can really divine from this is like you shouldn't be we, we shouldn't be so nice to chefs <laughs> We shouldn't They're address them. Crazy. As, we shouldn't address them as chef ever. <laughs> That's too much. They're not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> they just make food. <laughs> like you should be nice to them, but not any nicer than you would be to like anyone else. <laughs> uh, 
Don't put them on a pedestal. (laughs) There's something valid in it about like how the hours that get worked in these kind of restaurants are so insane because like they really do work like 15 hour days. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Seven yeah. days a week. But also, these like, aren't like average. Bonkers. These aren't like average food service workers. <laughs> they're not like. Yeah, yeah. They've all been to like culinary school and like are like, you know, uh, they're like top of their field or like devoting their whole lives to this stuff. They're not like. This isn't uh, the the bear, right? Like, <laughs> this isn't like. Uh, well, Actually, I don't know. What the no, that's the about, whole but... point of the bear. You should watch the bear. It, it, <laughs> I thought he worked in like a shitty restaurant or something, and then the, like he worked his way up. But the, the things about like him working in like sh- a shitty restaurant at the start, right? The the setup is that he's a uh, he's like a well trained, classically trained professional chef from a fancy restaurant in New, in New York. Uh, but his brother in Chicago, who owns a uh, Italian beef sandwich shop dies and leaves him the shop and also a shitload of debt that comes with it so he has to like go back to chicago and run this restaurant until he can pay off the debt basically so he's like a fancy chef running a shitty restaurant why does like the they're still like why did he take on the debt i don't think that's how debt works it's because it's it's uh was it like a sentimental thing no, it's like he like took out a bunch of loans from like mafia loan sharks, and they're oh, like, okay. "We're gonna we're gonna kill you instead of your brother because he's already dead." That makes uh, sense. Okay, so he's like dingy. He's like dingy from Chainsaw. Kind of, yes, <laughs> he has to make enough money to pay this back, or they're going to break his legs. But he doesn't turn into a chainsaw. He just cooks a lot. <laughs> he just he just cooks a lot. But like, okay. I mean, even in small family owned restaurants like that like they have you know the head chef if you want to call him that or maybe they're just you know the the head cook or whatever yep and yeah. a couple other people and somebody that like works the counter and they're all there the whole time it's open cuz like they they can't afford enough staff yeah to i i do care a lot more about I, I'm more worried about those people than Chef Slowick and his team, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's that's fair. It's just, yeah, I think it's kind of like a top to bottom yeah. issue of. Just no, the and way I'm sure that... it's like abusive all the way through, right? Oh yeah. yeah. But this movie seems to be like, hey, maybe these like celebrity chefs uh, are like kind of more perpetrator than victim in a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, which I don't know. I don't know enough about him to <laughs> say if that's true or mm-hmm. not. But it feels like that's what the movie's trying to say. Yeah, I but think then it has all the all, all his employees are. like doing the same thing. So it's just I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't look for meaning <laughs> here. <laughs> I, I I don't think it's as much about the celebrity chef as the whole restaurant system. And it's like this is what. But it's nothing this level like of any like restaurant, insane. and all the people are crazy. It doesn't make I, sense. I mean, I don't know. Have you like? <laughs> I I I'm just thinking about like Top Chef shit that I've watched, where like the way that these people like talk about the Michelin star master chefs that like they you know trained under and have worked for in the past is pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, no, like, like no, I'm sure it, that, that's, Gordon Ramsay you know, tells some wild but, stories. Once again, none of those are like normal under. restaurants. 
I, 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 yeah, but like, I, it's not about normal restaurants. That's what I'm saying. It, this movie isn't yeah. about, like, it's not about like normal restaurants. It's about like celebrity, big name, Michelin star type restaurants. Yeah. But I, I, what I'm saying is, I don't think it's so much about like the individual celebrity chefs as it is like I, what is required to like run that kind of restaurant profitably and what that does to people. Yeah. And to, the, 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 to some um, extent, like you have the same problems at all levels of the restaurant business, even if this is specifically about like the really fancy, crazy shit. Yeah, I think that they talked about this on uh, gen laws, right? How like there's some some law in Europe is making like a lot of this just unsustainable because you can't like have uh, some like law about like interns basically, or like you can't like have people work for experience at these really nice places. So like it's like gonna become like financially <laughs> unsustainable without free <laughs> labor from all these people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is, I I think having people work 12 hour days is already financially unsustainable, right? Like it's, yeah, I mean, we probably shouldn't know, have whole business is a mess. <laughs> restaurants exactly like that. There needs to be a different way that this happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. And like, if the movie was going to really stick the landing on some kind of point, it would have been that one. But like, I don't know. Here we are. <laughs> debating. Yeah, a, I don't really think I think I, like I don't think said. it sticks the landing on like basically any like message, I guess, now that yeah. Now that we've like talked through it, it's No. It really is more it, but it it's still pretty fun. I don't know, like I'm not yeah. I thought I'd be I like angrier it. about that. I thought I'd be like really mad at the movie for like missing the mark on that kind of stuff, but it's I don't know, other stuff other scenes were like fun enough and like i, I kind of like a lot of the stuff with tyler I like how he's like just a fucked up like gremlin man uh, yeah. i love <laughs> like, weird movies, little freaks movies don't need a message to be enjoyable like so yeah it's, it doesn't yeah, have to be and, like about like like strictly about like politics the whole time to like be fun no like, <laughs> anything that back can to, it back. <laughs> it goes back to like our conversation at the beginning of like it's if you go into this movie knowing that it's not about the message you're gonna have a lot more fun with it exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah like i think the only way that all of that would have made me like actively upset is if they <laughs> I, I think their heart is in the right place, and if it hadn't been, I would have had more of a problem with it if it had been, like, the uh, poorly conveyed point of this movie is that chefs should die for their art, that I'd be like, well, that's fucking stupid, but, like, yeah, no, I don't that's think not that's what, what they're trying to do, whether they succeeded or not, like, yeah, but at least what uh, they were trying to do, like, made it sense. It does, I mean, some of it feels, like, mean-spirited to me, like, how... Uh, everyone except for Margot on, like, the service industry side is, like... A mass murderer right like that that's uh-huh. weird <laughs> I don't, and they're all like drones following slowick around like it that mm-hmm. is interesting i would be curious to i don't know it's bad vibes on that yeah. side right but i i don't whatever think the guy... i don't know i don't have the energy to like <laughs> mm-hmm. get that mad at him for that <laughs> my other complaint is that i don't think the guy whose finger got cut off's wife is enough of a character telling that that's how i have to describe her but like there was never really anything about like this is why you deserve it 
Um, no, it it is interesting that like she seems like kind like, of a victim. There's a lot of yeah. like collateral damage of just like the women who are accompanying the men here. Yeah, uh, like the like the yeah like the rich like wife. I, I mean, I guess she didn't appreciate the food either because uh, that's like why they're there. Mm-hmm. But then like the the movie stars assistant and then like Margot. It's like what did what did they do? Yeah. <laughs> I did think that the uh the bit with the agent is funny where she's just like like what about me? Like what did I do to like deserve to be on this side? And it's like where'd you go to college? Brown student loans. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Which like it it was like kind of funny, but also it felt like a swing and a miss for like some like capitalism like anti-capitalist message right because it's like you like you live in like like the like this like plantation house alone on the island where all your workers <laughs> live in the like this like cabin and you're like going after this assistant who like graduated without student loans and is now working for like a washed-up movie like yeah. I, it's insane to me yeah. these are <laughs> like, all the wrong people for him to be mad at the only like actual target should have been the uh the investor guy who's like the first person they kill after the well i guess after the sous chef blows his own head off but yeah yeah anyways <laughs> i thought it was a good movie i had a good time no i had a good time it was fun, it's fun to talk about because it's weird <laughs> yeah it's, very it's a weird. good movie but you shouldn't message hunt in it like yeah, because if there is a message, it's not a it's not a well put together one. Unless you enjoy yeah. the uh, journey more than the destination of the message hunt, which has basically been this podcast as <laughs> us trying to figure out this last hour. Is, is it trying to say something? Well, if it is trying to, it didn't succeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that I can think be interesting. The appropriate uh, expectations or state of mind or uh, I don't know. Have something to drink or eat before you start the movie. You'll you'll have a good time. Yep. So, alrighty. Well, that's the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. New episodes as we can get to them. Uh, whose pick is it next? And did you pick something? Mine. I Will's think. Pick right. Next. Yeah. Uh huh. I pick Suspiria, the original one, the Argento movie. Uh. Not the new, not the remake, although I might watch the remake myself for like extra credit because I haven't seen that yet. Mm -hmm. But you guys have to watch (laughs) the one from the 70s. I think it's on one of the the free streaming with like ads. Or Tubi or whatever. Tubi. Tubi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good. You'll like it. It's fun. Cool. All right, so Speria next week. I uh, hope you can join us. Any plugs this time? No? Okay, cool. We'll see you next time. Have a good week. <laughs> Watch the Just video. The dead silence. <laughs>